The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Thank you so much for being here as we gather around the microphones this week. Okay, old-timey broadcaster. <laughs> are we Are we going to pump wattage into their cottage? We are. Don't forget, uh, we have a Cruise Radio Live app. If you have a smartphone or a droid, just check out your market. It's called Cruise Radio Live. Get all the cruise news, listen to the show, and all that cool stuff. On this episode, Mike Watts, VP of Marine Development with Cochrane Marine, will join us about shoreside power and what initiatives are being done to make the cruise world greener. Also, listener James Basler from Alabama will give us a ship review about the Carnival Conquest out of New Orleans. And here's something cool. TripInsurance.com has given away $5,000 to a vacation of your choice. It could be anywhere. So we'll talk to them later on in the show to get all the details. Very nice. But first, Stuart on the Cruise Guy is here with us, fresh off of Oceana Cruises Riviera. How was that? That was absolutely amazing. It's a fantastic ship, definitely one of the best in the world, and certainly purpose-built for those Epicureans. Right on, right on. Now, Celebrity Reflection got its final building block last week at Meyer Werft Shipyard. What does this mean, and how long till we see her floated out, and where is she going to go? Well, the the last block, I mean, that's the last part of the structure of the ship. So the ship itself, the structure of the ship is now complete, and uh, they're just going to be doing some uh, additional interior work. She's not expected out, I guess, until August, so we're probably not going to see her hit the water so probably very late July, mm-hmm. but uh, you know they're gonna. I mean, there's still a lot, a lot of work to go. I was on the Eclipse when uh, you know she when she had just floated out the date, you know, a couple of days before, and there's an enormous amount of work because once the ship is prepared to leave the shipyard, they actually sail backwards 25 miles up the River Ems in Germany, mm-hmm. up to Emshaven in the Netherlands, where the ship is completed. And then that's where it does its sea trials. And uh, where is she going to sail? She is going to be sailing in Europe, and then she's going to be coming home to uh, Miami uh, in, in the late fall, early winter. Royal Caribbean is cutting back with their ships in Europe for 2013, down from, like, what, 12 to 9. Uh, does Europe still have a long way to go, or is it starting to level out? Well, I, I think what a lot of lines are going to be doing in 2013 is they're going to limit their risk. The, uh, Euro- the European economies are taking quite a, a hit. And that is resulting on fewer passengers or fewer people traveling, meaning there's going to be fewer people going on cruises that are sourced from Europe, which means the lines are going to be more dependent on passengers uh, outside of Europe, uh, specifically more North Americans and you know even more uh, Australians to, uh, to fill their ships. But to limit the risk, they're going to be uh, dropping uh, their ships and trying out some other new itineraries. An elderly couple was kicked off the luxury cruise ship, the Seaborne Sojourn, for not attending the lifeboat drill. If this happens, are the passengers allowed a refund? The answer is no. Okay. And what they did is the passengers disobeyed a direct order from the captain 
and the cruise lines are not taking any of this. But what there's, there's the more to the story is these passengers were actually on a back to back to back, which means they were on three they were on three consecutive sailings. This was the beginning of the second sailing. The husband attended. The wife, you know, happened to be uh, back in the cabin and was ill and refused to come. And, uh, you know, the, the crew just they weren't going to take it. So they, they were offloaded. And this is not the first time that a cruise line has disembarked uh, cruise passengers for not attending the lifeboat trails. This is kind of interesting here. Disney Cruise Line investigates an iPhone theft. Basically, a crew member snagged someone's iPhone and got caught. What's the details on this? Well, it's, it's an interesting story, Doug. Essentially, uh, you know, someone, uh, you know, the, the, there was a young lady that uh, back in April that lost her iPhone uh, on the ship and mysteriously pictures, uh, about a little over 20 pictures, um, from a, uh, depicting a Disney employee and his friends uh, have been uploaded to the Apple iCloud. So uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, when you think your phone is is gone and, and missing, that um, you know there's no there's nothing you could do. What a dumbass! But uh, you know, here here are pictures, and you know she had some kind of a setting that were they were being uploaded to the iCloud. So now Disney has information on on who the the crew member could be. So uh, they're they're investigating, and I would assume uh, you know he probably loses his job. Wow! This next news topic is kind of interesting because Cunard is like over 170 years old, but they married their first American couple aboard the Queen Mary two last month. What took them so long to be able to get folks married on these sailings? Well, it's 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 the weddings at sea, Doug, and because the Cunard ships um, had previously been uh, registered in England and Southampton specifically. Um, England does not allow passengers or does not pr- uh, allow the captain, doesn't give him the power to uh, perform weddings at sea. So what Kennard did this year is they essentially uh, rebranded, or I'm sorry, re-registered their ships uh, to Bermuda, which uh, is similar to what uh, Princess and Carnival do, uh, which allows them to, which allows the captain to perform weddings at sea so these were the first Americans to uh, to be wed aboard uh, Queen Mary 2. All right, sir, we have a listener question from Michael Saunders from Central Florida. If you have a listener question, you can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. Michael asks, given that Barcelona is so expensive to fly into and Rome is a little cheaper, could we choose to embark the ship that originates in Barcelona in Rome and do Rome round trip instead of Barcelona? Well, that is a good question, and cruise ships are actually interporting this year. Uh, you know, an example is uh, NCL's Norwegian Epic. So, you know, you can actually catch the ship uh, seven nights out of Barcelona, Rome, or Marseille, France. Marseille is actually going to be uh, much more expensive. But uh, typically, um, if the ship, you, you, you know, let's say it was a 12-night cruise and you wanted to get on in Rome, which may be three days after the ship left uh, Barcelona, one, you won't be able to sail through uh, back to Rome. You would have to get off the ship in Barcelona and no, they would not allow any credit for the three days that you will have missed. Hmm. And with that, uh, you know, there are plenty of ships that are doing round-trip uh, sailings uh, out of Rome, which is absolutely fabulous. And one of my favorite uh, options to do when you're going on those sailings out of Rome is add a few days. And instead of flying into Rome, maybe take a look and see maybe Venice may be a little less expensive, uh, you know, especially when you're flying through, let's say, London or Madrid that um, you could spend a few days in Venice, and they've got these high-speed trains now between Venice and Rome that uh, only take about three and a half hours. And uh, you know, this way you get a little bit of Venice, 
on on some of the sailings out of Rome that may not have been included to begin with. So cool. it just adds uh, much more, uh, you know, many uh, more places to your cruise. But um, you know, Rome is or Civitavecchia specifically is a great option for for people looking for those Mediterranean cruises. Can't wait to see you on the breeze, Stuart. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have uh, one heck of an experience, let me tell you. This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or best? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. Each week we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're cruising from Port Canaveral and have time before or after, head to the Kennedy Space Center, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year by offering visitors rare access to several key areas and opportunities for close-up rocket launches. For example, a special Kennedy Space Center up-close tour provides a look inside the 525-foot-tall Vehicle Assembly Building, or VAB, where the Apollo rockets and space shuttles were assembled. One of the largest buildings in the world, the VAB had been off-limits to visitors for more than 30 years until the tour was added in November. Find out more at KennedySpaceCenter.com. All right, this is cool. You know, Carnival Cruise Lines takes official ownership of the Carnival Breeze Thursday, May 31st. And at 2 in the afternoon on that day... That's 2 Eastern. Yes. And to help celebrate, Carnival's PR department will have a Twitter party. And I know a bunch of our listeners are on Twitter, but if you're not, sign up at Twitter.com. You can actually uh, follow the hashtag Carnival Breeze. We'll be discussing uh, a lot of cool stuff on there, like the entertainment options, like uh, Guy's Burger Joint, the uh, Red Frog Pub, Bonsai Sushi, and a... The, the Thrill Theater, the Ropes Course, right. everything will be covered. Yeah, again, the official hashtag is Carnival Breeze. Mike Watts is the VP of Marine Development with Cochrane Marine. Mike, welcome to Cruise Radio. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, most passengers take cruise ships' power for granted. How long have you been doing this, and how does it benefit the cruise lines and the passengers? Well, basically, we've been involved in the designing and installation of shore power uh, since uh, 2004. So we've been at it uh, for a few years now, and uh, business is good. The, the benefits, cruise lines and passengers, I, I would say from the passenger's uh, perspective, as well as uh, the local uh, community, uh, they benefit by uh, having uh, uh, clean air, uh, basically. 
when the ships uh, come into port where there's shore power available, they're able to shut off their engines. And uh, basically that equates into uh, less uh, emissions and greenhouse gases being emitted in the air while the ships are uh, running on their diesel engines. Cruise lines, I think they benefit uh, basically their, uh, you know, in a, a way to uh, demonstrate uh, being good stewards to the uh, to the uh, local environment and uh, being uh, responsible uh, corporate citizens. So where have you provided shoreside power in the past, now, and in the future? Well, again, we started uh, with our first one in Seattle for Princess. Uh, in the, the second year, uh, in 2005, we installed uh, an identical system for Holland America. Uh, we moved up to Vancouver, B.C. in 2009 with two systems as well. Uh, we also have a, uh, three systems in California, one in San Francisco, uh, San Diego, and one recently installed in uh, Long Beach. Uh, we just delivered uh, a system uh, just this past December for uh, New York at the Red Hook uh, Cruise Terminal. That should be online probably sometime in 2014. I have a, a, a bit of a childlike question. Is this a really, really big cord with a really, really big plug? Yeah, I kind of equate it to uh, four extension cords on steroids. Um, these, these cords are pretty big. Um, How thick in diameter are they? I just had a curiosity. Well, the, the cable itself is about three and a half inches in diameter. Yeah. Uh, it takes about two uh, grown men to lift up the connector and plug it in uh, on the ship side. Yeah. So we've got, uh, we've got four of those plus uh, a fifth cable. Uh, for all the controls and everything else, but uh, it's it's pretty substantial. It takes uh, some equipment on the shore side to uh, basically deliver the cables from the shore side to the ship. Mike, are ships already set up for this? Like, are they built to have shore side power plug-ins, or is there a conversion on the ship's end too? Yeah, there's a, a conversion required. Uh, currently, there's uh, 15 ships that have been retrofitted for shore power. Hmm. Uh, that's primarily in the Princess and, and Holland America fleet. Um, so, you know, there's a substantial cost to uh, to retrofit a, sh- a ship that's uh, currently in service um, but uh, uh, that that process will take uh, anywhere from uh, six months to a year uh, to, to get uh, fully implemented um, typically the cruise lines will look at itineraries look at where crews or sorry where uh, shore power is currently installed and and uh, that, that's what kind of helps drive the decision and retrofitting a specific ship I can imagine it's it's relatively easy for smaller ships. Is this a lot more challenging for the larger ships like uh, Allure and Oasis of the Seas? Yeah, being that those are the biggest ships out there today, uh, they've got the largest hotel load. Uh, that's what we call the load that uh, we're servicing all the ships in port. Um, currently, our system's capable of delivering power up to 20 megawatts, but again, we have to have the utility support uh, on the front end to be able to deliver that capacity. But you know, it's it's not out of the out of the question. As the as the ships are getting bigger and bigger, we'll we'll see what the future holds for that. But uh, I, I think uh, they're still within uh, uh, an easy uh, easily range here. Uh, Holland America, for example, is four and a half megawatts. Uh, some of the uh, larger ships might be up to sixteen. So there's quite a quite a bit of a range there. But again, our our uh, the Cochrane solution has been built and designed to accommodate that flexibility uh, for these cruise ships. So besides being good for the environment, what's the cost comparison between plugging in and burning fuel at the dock? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one to get your arms around because uh, you've got so many variables uh, in that equation, uh, starting with the utility. Uh, the, the rates are uh, a little different in each, uh, each port. Uh, each utility has their own uh, 
structure and um, then uh, coupled with uh, the, the specific cruise lines, the, the fuel that they're burning, the cost of fuel. Uh, so it's, it's it's kind of a tough one to, to kind of quantify in, in simple terms, but it's a, it's a variable equation by, sure, uh, by far. He's the VP of Marine Development with Cochrane Marine, Mike Watts. Is that your real name, Mike? <laughs> is that your real last name or is that your stage name? Mike no, Watts. absolutely, man. That was my, uh, I was born to be in this position. I guess so, so uh, man. That's that's weird and wild. Weird and wild stuff. Talk about name recognition, huh? I love it. That's so funny. Perfect. Well, Mike, we really appreciate the info, and uh, thanks for being with us here on Cruise Radio. Okay, guys. Thanks for the time. Have a question for the experts, or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Listener James Basler from Alabama is with us. Welcome to Cruise Radio, James. Oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I listen all the time. I, we really appreciate that. You recently took a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise aboard the Carnival Conquest out of New Orleans, right? Uh, yes, we did, and we had a great time. i got to say, going out of New Orleans, I, did you do any pre-night stay in New Orleans or being so close, you just like kind of drive to New Orleans and park your uh, vehicle there? Well, what we've learned is, and what we like to do is to drive down a day early or, or fly in a day early. Uh, you spend time in the town that you're in. Obviously, I've been in New Orleans before, but my family had only been there very fleeting as a uh, chaperone school tour that I did huh? uh, when the kids were younger. So we decided this time to take them to a little bit more of the different areas of New Orleans. I used to live in New Orleans. It's hard to have a bad time in New Orleans. <laughs> He knows all too well, James. So the Port of New Orleans recently re-renovated the Julia Street Cruise Terminal, which Carnival sails out of. Could you tell? It was the most beautiful uh, cruise terminal we've ever seen. I mean, it was really really, nice. really well done. Um, uh, embarkation was a smooth, uh, easy process. Uh, one of the smoothest we'd ever done. What was your first impressions of the ship? Uh, I love the ship. It's got a French design to it, mm-hmm. so it kind of fits in perfect with the New Orleans background. Yep. Uh, so it's got a, it's got a beautiful setting to it. I hate it. The ship's going to be uh, redone here shortly with the Fun Ship 2.0, and I won't get to see that for a while. But at the same time, it still was a beautiful ship. It's been, I think, redone in 2008. The Seaside Theater is always great. There's always movies showing at night. The Punchline or Comedy Club is always a great thing to go to. Yeah, we wanted to touch, first of all, like the, the, the public areas. Uh, tell us about those, you know, the Lido Deck. Uh, the Lido Deck is obviously, you know, when you first embark, it's where pretty much everyone goes until the rooms open up. So... They've got uh, a bar there. You know, they're already serving drink specials when you get on the ship, which is always great. And it just offers uh, a lot of to do, you know, when you're at sea especially. I mean, there's a lot to do on the ship. There's a, The lobby was, was big and uh, perfect setting. I mean, it was just a perfect timing for us. Very good. And uh, so you finally make it to your staterooms. Tell us about those. Uh, we're not big on suites and stuff like that, but we do like to get an ocean view. Yeah. Uh, because I've learned that uh, even though we're still what I call newbies, I've learned that uh, Ocean View is, is fine by me. Uh, it kind of lets you see the nightlife a little bit outside as you're, you, know, you can see other ships in the night, uh, or you can see uh, ports as you're leaving port. But you're not in your room that much. There's so much to do on the ship. You're always on the go somewhere. You're always doing something, or you can do as little as you want. I mean, that's what's great about cruising. Yeah. Tell us about where you were dining and all your dining experiences. We dined in the Monet dining room. Uh, which was in the rear ship, uh, and we had a beautiful view. We had a rear window. Uh, so on our first two days at sea that we were headed to Montego Bay, Jamaica, we had a perfect uh, sunset every night out the back of the ship. So it's the best, it's the best yeah. dining room table we've had, 
as far as and we've always liked to do the uh, early seating. Yeah. Because uh, we like to do so much after after the you know lights go off at night. You know, there's too much stuff to get out on the ship and see. I started doing early dining a couple of cruises ago because I realized you know by the time you do late dining and you you get out of there all full, you're ready to go to bed. I'm very much an early. Go- we did that our first cruise and and uh, and we seen right away that you're you're too full after they feed you all this wonderful food. Mm-hmm. Did you make it to the steakhouse on there? Uh, the Point Steakhouse. Yes, we did. What'd you think of it? Uh, outstanding food. I mean. Yes, it costs thirty dollars extra person, but the meal you get out of it is worth it. And my wife even attended a class there, the teaching some uh, cooking tips. Cool. I'm sorry, I'm I'm obsessing over something you just said, Doug. What? Well, if if you feel so full after dining, wouldn't you want to eat later so that you can go to bed afterwards? Because if you eat early, you're going to be full and tired, and you're going to end up going to bed early, right? But if you eat early, you can kind of kick back and relax in the cabin, watch the news or whatever, and then get a second wind, do a couple shots in the cabin, then go back out again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. See? I can see that itinerary for sure. <laughs> uh, what about the entertainment? You mentioned the punchliner. Tell us some more about the entertainment. Obviously, the, the punchliner has become my favorite part since they added that to the ships. And uh, I just wish they would devote a little bit more space to the club because it was packed in there uh, every night. and, and um, we opted for the adult shows. We started at 10 o'clock, and they have three shows of those each night, 10, 11, and 12. And we even went, we even went to the 12 o'clock midnight show, and it was still packed. I mean, there's a lot of people in there, but um, uh, the comedians they always have on there are really good. They're really funny. Um, we went and seen a couple of shows in the main lounge. Back to the Punchliner Comedy Club. Now, that's not actually in the main show theater. It's actually on in the lounge in the very back of the ship, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, so it's it's very, very packed back there. I know exactly what you're saying with that. It's a big room, don't get me wrong. It, it's a big room, but, I mean, I, I we've never seen as many people go. And I, and I realize a lot of people were starving for comedy because anytime they had a main comedian in the show lounge, uh, the show lounge is always packed. Well, that says a lot about Carnival's comedians, too. They must be pretty funny if everybody's going to them. Oh, yes. What ports did you hit? First of all, we hit, uh, after two days of selling, we hit uh, Montego Bay, Jamaica. Jamaica, we've learned uh, to kind of stay near the cruise port if you want to do any shopping. But this time, we opted for an excursion. Uh, we've been to Dunge River Falls before uh, and had a great time, so we decided to go back there. What was your next port of call? Grand Cayman. The very next day, Thursday, we got in there at 9 a.m., uh, obviously, they don't have uh, a pier there, so you have to ride a tender boat in. Mm-hmm. And Carnival has gotten much better about the speed on that. Uh, first time we went there, it was it was um, it seemed like it took us a long time to finally catch a tender. Uh, but we learned not to be the first off the ship. Try to be the first off the ship. You know, kind of kick back, eat you some breakfast, and then get on the tender. And you've got plenty of time to get to your. Um, if you want to do an excursion, you still got plenty of time to get there. Or as we chose to do in Grand Cayman, take a taxi down to Seven Mile Beach. You can't beat it. And what was next? Cozumel, Mexico. So my second home. I've been there four times now. Yeah. And I always loved Cozumel. I mean, uh, uh, I've got two shops there. I think the people know me by name now because yeah. uh, I'm always in there buying tequila. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always have people from home that, that want some tequila, and they want to try some different tequila. This time I actually had a, a cream tequila, which is, is kind of a little bit of a chocolate flavor to it. Mm. It was really awesome. I had to buy a bottle and, and bring it home. I would send y'all some, but uh, I'm about finished with the bottle already. <laughs> That's all right. We under, I understand. So, yep. In Cozumel, we we done the uh, sail, snorkel, and beach party, which we've done that before, and it's it's awesome. Very good. James Basler from Alabama. We really appreciate you listening, James. It really means a lot, and, and thanks for uh, sharing your experience. Don't ever hesitate to 
Tell us about your uh, upcoming cruises as well. Well, I always tell everybody on every cruise that even our, our table mates that we usually meet, uh, I always talk to them about your show because I, uh, I've learned a lot of great tips and learned a lot of great lessons and, and things to do in different ports by listening to you guys. This is Cruise Radio. TripInsurance.com has just launched a new sweepstakes to give travelers a chance to win a $5,000 cash prize for a dream vacation trip to anywhere, absolutely anywhere they choose. So right now with us, Dan Skilkin, their president, to tell us all about it. Hello, Dan. Welcome back to Cruise Radio. Thanks, Matt. Uh, You're right. We just launched uh, the Conquer the World Sweepstakes. It started on Monday, May 14th, and we're featuring a random drawing for $5,000 in cash as well as 50 chances to win the ultimate travel duffel bag. We know money is tight right now for everyone, and travel is becoming more expensive, so we thought that the sweepstakes would be a, an ideal way to thank our clients and your listeners for their loyalty and help making us one of the fastest-growing travel insurance websites in the U.S. $5,000. I love it, Dan. Yeah. So how do you enter? You simply enter the promotion online on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tripinsurance.com, or you can go to the tripinsurance.com homepage, and by clicking on the sweepstakes tab and accepting the sweepstakes application, uh, there's no purchase necessary. You just uh, enter your information. Uh, there's also a version of the sweepstakes for Twitter users if, uh, if you want to enter from Twitter. And uh, for additional chances to win, you can actually enter on all the platforms, on Twitter, on our website, and on Facebook, and you'll get additional chances to win there. Uh, plus, Really, the, the real secret to winning is that if you invite your friends on Facebook to enter the contest and follow up with them to make sure they enter, you get uh, an, an additional entry in the contest for every one of your friends that you invite that also enters the contest. So uh, that, I think, is really the, the, the secret here. The sweepstakes is going to be open until June 25th, and participants just have to be 18 years of age or older and legal residents uh, or citizens of the United States. President of TripInsurance.com, Dan Skilkin, thanks so much for the info and being with us. Thanks for having me, and, and uh, let me talk with you about the, the sweepstakes. One more way you can enter? Go to CruiseRadio.net and click on the Conquer the World sweepstakes logo. All right, that's going to do it. Again, we say we have a Cruise Radio app. Everything you want, need, and love about Cruise Radio in the palm of your hands. Just go to your smartphone app store and search Cruise Radio Live. Also, we're constantly churning out cruise news 24-7, so you can actually go to cruiseradio.net, put your email in the box in the upper right-hand corner, and get your instant email updates. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.